Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a brand new guest to the show, never been on before, but he was suggested by my lovely friend, Jehan. So um, I love you bunches. Thanks for sending me this wonderful, amazing person. Today, my guest is Mr. Todd Cave. Welcome, and how are you? I am doing very well, thanks. Um, enjoying the sun and watching everything just goes going to, you know, I mean, there's no other word to say, go to pot, you know, but <laughs> um, there's some really wonderful people out there that like yourself that, you know, trying to tell the truth and to help teach, educate and inform people what's really going on. So I'm really honored to be here today. I'm very glad you're here today, but I do have one question for you. So thinking about the grand scheme of things and how um, everything kind of seems to be falling apart and, and a huge mess right now, do you let that bother you or do you just focus on your your own little world? Well, what I do is that I stay um, aware of what's going on. But I do things differently from how I used to do a few years ago. So when I first started to uh, understand these things and wake up, uh, for lack of a better word, I used to consume this information a lot. And what I found is that it started to change me. I remember once I went to my hairdresser and she was doing my hair and she said to me, but Todd, all you do is you talk about these things. And if you're not careful, you're going to become a very negative person. Person, You're going to push people away because all you do is talk about these things. You need to have fun as well. So I took that to heart. So what I do is I stay informed, but what I do is I focus solely on myself because I focus on the things that are in my control. I worry about the things that I can change and the things that are not in my control and the things that I cannot change. I literally just forget about because it makes no sense winding myself up to give myself, um, you know, stress or mm -hmm. we say as a conniption for right. something that is totally out of my control. Right. And this is one of the, the things that I find a lot of people that learn these high spiritual things, learn what's going on with the government, learn that the money is fake, learn that there's a, organized criminal international cartel criminal syndicate that runs the world then what happens is that they become full of a lot of anger and <clears throat> now yes it is okay to be angry but you have to channel that anger you have to raise a focus put it in a place that you can use it for good i.e maybe get yourself in shape maybe uh, start to learn a new language because you want to leave the country maybe you want to learn to cook because you only by processed foods you know what I mean so there's a lot of things that I do to keep myself grounded and you know from years of you know working on myself I've kind of like found what works for me now so for the most part I'm generally bright bright happy spirited you know smiling all the time and plus two like you know because I run a business as well because um, I I'm a fitness trainer so I'm an online fitness trainer. So I teach spiritually inclined people how to burn fat and build muscle. And because now people are looking to, at me as to be that motivator, that positive influence in their lives, I've had to really focus on me because 
as I always say, you can't give someone something that you don't already have. So people would say people would say that, but the analogy I'm going to use seems to hit home the most. So I'm from England, so I always talk in pounds sterling. So I tell people, I can only give you ten pounds sterling if I already have ten pounds sterling in my pocket. It's the same now with the way you if you love yourself. You can't love another person unless you already have love inside of you. You That's can't so true. cheer up someone and make them happy if you are not already happy on the inside. Mm-hmm. So for me now, I really focus on me, my spiritual growth, my uh, evolution as a person. And um, yes, I pay attention to what's going on. So I know very well what's going on, but I honestly don't focus on it because the more you look for bad things, the more you find. Truth. Yes. So I tend and- to focus on the good so that I can find more good. And you know what? I absolutely love that because those are truly words to live by. The more positivity that you have radiating from you, um, the more positivity finds you. And if you're one of those people that everything upsets you and everything turns into negative energy and negativity, that's the attitude you portray and that's what you attract back to you. And so the reason why I ask you that question is because I think there's a lot of people um, that have a hard time separating when they learn information, um, especially if it's a lot of information. It gets very overwhelming for them. And a lot of times people get in a very dark place um, because it does tend to consume people and their thoughts on a daily basis. That's why I always like to know, like, where people come from. So tell me, um, tell me first about your journey. Like how did you uh, come into the knowledge that you are going to share with us today? Well, that's a very good question. So it really started from time I was about 10 years old, but I didn't really realize that because my father, by his nature, he's a very inquisitive person he was going through a stage in his life where he wanted to learn the truth so what he did is that he started to go to um i don't know if the right word is a mosque because it was like an islamic center in barbados because it was born in barbados so he ended up um following this guy called the reformer which i realized at the time was louis farrakhan and uh, he brought home a quran and he would be telling us things that be in this book etc etc so he sowed seeds in my in my mind from a young age of to question and to mm-hmm. doubt the narrative what they're saying in religion and because of that i used to pose a lot of questions to my son the school teachers that they could never answer and at <laughs> 12 13 years <laughs> you know me i was a little bit of a rebel you know and that kind of like questioning mentality stayed with me all to my adult life and it then also went into, like, I did a personal development course, I think it was maybe 2013, called the Landmark Forum. And this opened up my world into, like, um, learning about myself and has influenced how I am as a person and kind of, like, allowed me to, um, I don't want to say it accept, but to, to, to look at the information I'm going to share today in a different light, right? Because there were some mm-hmm. really high-level concepts that they shared in that personal development course. 
But it really, really took off for me in terms of what I understand now, five and a half years ago. And I was living in the UK. I was a civil engineer. I was living a very good life, traveling two, three times a year. You know what I mean? Eating really good food. You know what I mean? <laughs> Doing, having loads of fun. You know what I mean? Hey, wait. If there's good food in the UK, that's what debatable. Well, okay, this is true. We have loads of good restaurants, right? So th yeah. this, is, this is true. Typical British food isn't really that good, but we're blessed because we have so much immigration that um, we have Pakistani food, Indian food, Chinese food, Latino food, Caribbean food. You have, you know what I mean, even the, the, the American food as well, like the nice Texas um, wings and all those kind of things, you know. So we have a lot of diversity in terms of restaurants, but you're, you are right. British food. <laughs> is all yeah. So five and a half years, I, my life basically came to a stop and everything changed. I had major surgery on my foot and that surgery triggered a series of dominoes in my life that fell. One is, um, I end up being made, being made redundant, right? So obviously then I was affected economically. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Then um, I was always in the gym and an athlete. So because I wasn't able to train because I was on crutches, I started to put on loads of weight. And this obviously affected me mentally. So it um, also affected my, the healing of my foot physically. Mm -hmm. So I was, in a, I, was, I was going down a really deep, dark path because the pain was so much that it was almost like a nine out of ten every single day for three months straight you know because i had metal rods drilled into my foot which stayed in there for three months and <clears throat> as a consequence i was on crutches for 15 months so you know then so many other things in my life uh, happened i was into cryptocurrency at the time and we just had the big crash in crypto so i saw my wealth drop by 90 percent and mm -hmm. so many other things were happening to me that just kept me down. So I start. I was. So what people are going through now, with the last two and a half years, I went through that five years ago, and it was on steroids for me. And it was like another thing, and another thing, and another thing. So what happened is that um, one of my good friends. He introduced me to two books called one is the, the Road Less Traveled and the next one is the Five Love Languages. And I was also going through some other things at the time. So these books were very, very good for me. And I realized that actually I am the cause of um, a lot of this, the, the, the things I was going through because like most other people, you know, you'd be blaming this, blaming that. Everything is external because we're really taught how to look at things externally. Right. And um, that started my my journey for basically consuming books like they were food. And then that opened the door for me to start looking at like religion. And I delved very, very deep into religion. So I had like a Quran that um, I had in England and I was reading it, trying to figure it out. And I used to like, I had to like color codes in it. And then I realized, hold on a minute. I had read for like anything of murder, violence, or genocide. And when mm -hmm. you flip through the pages, there was just loads of red. And I was like, right. Wow, this, this is levels. Then I started to re um, read a little bit of the Talmud. 
And then I also realized this is some heinous stuff. Then looking at the Bible, I was like, well, these things are almost like the same, right? Mm -hmm. So then I started to delve really, really deep into like the Nakamati scriptures and stuff. And then I uh, found a YouTube channel called The Global Witness that was very, very instrumental in my growth because he was an anon and uh, he unmasked and came out and he started to share information. And some of the things that he said, for example, that the snake that was in the Garden of Eden was actually not the snake as they tell us. He said mm -hmm. that the snake was our God. And I was like, huh? What do you mean he was our God? I was like, nah, this can't be. So I freaking bought the books and started to read another book called The Lost Book of Enki. And so I'll explain a little bit of that later as we go on. And then I realized, oh my gosh, what he said is actually true. We actually are products of extraterrestrials. Now, a lot of people will give me a lot of pushback and a lot of people will say that that's all tales. But this one thing that I have learned about the truth, first and foremost, it must make sense. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't make sense, it could never be true. Right. So as I started to read these books and I started to realize that we are products of extraterrestrials. And in fact, we are the aliens. We are not native to this planet. We are aliens, right? And then I started to realize like, oh my gosh, so all these systems that we have, money, government, religion, they're all basically religions because money is a religion because you think right. about it all the time. Government is a religion because, mm -hmm. you know, you have in England, Labour, Conservative, in the States, you have Democrats, Republicans, same right. system. But right. when you try to talk to people that are into politics, it is almost the exact same of trying to talk to someone that's in an organized religion, right? I, I was going to say cult. <laughs> well, actually, I was being kind, you know me, but that's the word I really wanted to use, you know? I was not being kind. <laughs> but it's true because people get so... Uh, and and you're right about like all the different systems because people get so cultish in their behavior and their belief systems and shut off to new knowledge or or thinking outside the box that we've been put in our whole entire lives. You know where the church tells you to believe this, your parents tell you to believe this, like you've always got some kind of box that somebody has put you in at one time or another. The school system is another, you know, uh, thing here that's a big deal. But everybody's so polarized on issues and topics that they can't speak to somebody in a um, cordial, civil manner a lot of times. It, it comes through as negativity and hatred just because they're so set in their viewpoint. So people that are listening today, uh, keep an open mind. Trust me, you're going to want to hear this. So go ahead. So basically, as I started to read these books, it kind of like opened up like so many questions about myself. And as things in my life were still happening because you know, I was going through so many things, financial challenges, emotional challenges, relationship challenges, psychological, spiritual. It, it felt like I was just being don't, don't attacked. Hurt. 
yeah, attacked is the right mm-hmm. word, actually. Mm-hmm. So it, I was actually on the verge of depression because it was so much. So what I did is that I, I, I turned to books as a way to cope. People turn to drugs or alcohol or, you know I mean, games. I just read books because it was the only thing that, like, it was like escapism for me. And as I started to read these books, I started to realize that I started to piece together the matrix because we do live in a matrix. It is actually, it is a false matrix which exists in another matrix. And what I realized is that every single thing that I've ever been taught or told was a lie. That was one of the biggest things for me to accept, right? And I started to go through stages where there are some people now that are now becoming aware that how bad government is, right? Because government is really an unnecessary evil. And when I started, excuse me, started to, to realize that, then obviously it was filled with all the anger. But then what happened is that that started to like change me as a person because I would be trying to teach everyone and tell everyone about these things and you know what I mean? I would be trying to go and talk to the Muslims and tell them their religion is fake and go and talk to the Christians <laughs> and tell them their religion is fake. Catholics. Everybody, you know what I mean? I was, Everybody, yes. Every religion. Mm-hmm. And I would be bringing evidence and showing people. And, and no matter how much evidence I showed, people would be telling me that I'm talking rubbish. So I didn't let that deter me. I just kept reading. I kept reading. I kept reading. And then... Um, one of the things that really interests me was our hidden history. And what I'm about to sh- share today, some people may or may not have heard. Most people haven't. And I, one person said to me, oh, I thought those are just tales. But like I said before, one thing about truth is that first it has to make sense. And when I started to look at the records, so... There's something called the Sumerian Tablets, which was written in cuneiform. Uh, cuneiform is the oldest writing system on Earth. It is about 500, no, 5,500 years old, circa. So there's nothing older than this information. Not even the, uh, the closest thing that comes to that is the, the Hindu um, scriptures and the Vedas. And those are just about 5,000. Right, so there's nothing older than cuneiform tablets, Sumerian tablets. So when I started to delve into the Sumerian tablets, and I started to look at things like the Sumerian Kings list, these tablets talk about a time. Although they're five thousand five hundred years old, they talk about a time up to four hundred and fifty thousand years ago. Right, so we we are talking about almost um, almost five hundred thousand years of hidden history that has never been taught to us in schools. And when you look at these tablets and then you look at all the religious books, you realize that the religious books, specifically the Bible, is a copy of the original uh, texts that are in uh, uh, cuneiform, right? So when you start to read these tablets, it says specifically, and the kingship was lowered from heaven, which really means the sky, to earth and the Anunnaki are the ones that um, wrote these tablets or they inspired the tablets but it's their history and it talks about um, where they're from they're from a planet called Nibiru and that they came here to mine for gold 
And when, well, when they came here, you know, they had uh, some challenges to get the gold mined because mining gold is a very laborious, backbreaking, hard uh, job. So when they when they came, uh, the way I would like to people to think of the Anunnaki or like our kings, queens, monarchy, prime ministers, aristocrats, etc. These these people, well, I call them people because um, they they basically look like us, right? But maybe just bigger. And I'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But they um, came here to mine gold, as I said, and they brought a working class, which would be equivalent to us, the people that have normal jobs or businesses called Yejiji. Now, their planet uh, circ uh, circles the sun every 3,600 years old, called Asar or Shar. And they recorded their history in Shars. So this is why we have such long... Um, periods of history that were, that were recorded. And because they're from a different cycle around the sun, this is why they could live for a very, very long time. Because if you were to go on a, another planet that revolves around the sun, say maybe 600 uh, days to revolve the sun, you would actually um, be less, your age would be less and you would look younger because of these revolutions around the sun. So anyway, when they came to mine the gold, they had a, a revolution where um, one of the Ejiji rebelled and they threatened to, to go to war against the Anunnaki, the aristocrats, the rulers. And the Anunnaki, they have like a pantheon. So they're the ones that set up all the pantheons, the Greek pantheon, the Egyptian pantheon, even the governmental systems that we have is all set up by them. So what they did is that to, to quell the rebellion, they decided that they're going to create uh, a worker class, a species of workers that would be just smart enough to be able to take instructions, but dumb enough to not question. So what they did is that they took um, the hominid species that had existed on Earth before, because there was a hominid, hominid species, not as sophisticated as we are now, but it walked on its hind legs and it was primitive. So they took their DNA and they mixed it with the hominid species here, creating Homo sapiens sapien. Now, what happened is that they had they did a lot, a lot of tests and chemical and, and experiments and laboratory tests because what what really is the Garden of Eden was really an open laboratory, right? It was for them to do their breeding program. Right. So when you actually start to look at these original tablets and then look at the Genesis story, you realize the Genesis story is just a carbon copy, but with uh, redactions of names and stuff. So anyway, when they created um, the Homo, Homo sapiens sapiens species through thousands of experiments, then they came to the Adama, which is what they call Adama, Adam. So Adama means first man. It is really a, a species. So Adam in the Bible comes from the word Adama. And so it's a half truth. So it was not specifically one man. It was a race, a species that they created. And this species um, had the ability to be like them. This is where the story in the Bible and in Nagamati text says that, well, in the Bible it says that the, the, the angels were supposed to bow to us. And worship us 
because we were better than them and they refused to. And the reason why is that we are both of spirit and of the flesh. So we are superior to them, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what happened is that because they realized that we had the potential to overtake them in our abilities, they um, did things deliberately to reduce our lifespan. So what they did is that they capped our telomeres. Telomeres are responsible for cell regeneration. They also um, fused together chromosome two. So, and these things are actually being discovered, have been discovered in modern day, where when you look at the gene, the, ge the genetic sequence of chimps and apes and compare it to humans, the, the, the two, number two chromosome is the only one that's fused because we share about, I think it's 95%, 98% same DNA as, as those uh, species. But the difference is that our telomeres have been capped and uh, chromosome two has also been fused. So what that did is that that uh, reduced our lifespan. Because if you think about it, if you can live potentially for 450,000 years, which is what they had lived for and longer, you would eventually get smarter and wiser because, you know, I'm not the same person as I was 20 years ago than I am now 20 years in the future, you know? Right. And you would learn, you become smarter, and then we would realize that we don't really need them because we really are gods. Because even mm -hmm. Christ said to the Pharisees, isn't it in your scripture that it says ye are gods, right? So we are gods. We are a fractal of God right. containing the whole. So it means that we are God, right? We have the exact mm -hmm. same powers, um, you know, because you, you can't be of something contain everything that the whole consists of and not be the whole at the same time, you know? Right. So what they did then is that they set up systems to dumb us down gradually. Now, what happened is that when hmm. you look at the... Like, this, like our school system today. Correct. All <laughs> of the things they set up, all of them. Hmm. Media, schools, politics. Yeah. Correct. Okay. <laughs> So what happened is that because they were ad an advanced civilization, they could plot um, star alignments uh, because all the star alignments came from them in the Zodiac, the 12 houses of the Zodiac. They're the ones that designed this. They taught the Sumerians these things, right? Because mm -hmm. the Sumerian tablets tell you that the Anunnaki, the ones from the, from the heaven who came to earth, because that's what the word Anunnaki means, those those from heaven went to earth came. Um, they taught the Sumerians agriculture, um, sewer systems, drainage, um, meteorology. Um, they taught us how to do farming, horticulture, even to build like houses and stuff, you know? They, they taught us all these things. So what happened is that we were a real advanced civilization and you know, we were really flourishing but what happened is that the, the story of the flood did happen because there's mm -hmm. something called the Sumerian King's List. And the Sumerian King's List has eight immortal kings that together ruled for a total of 241,200 years. We have some kings ruling for um, 28,800 years, 42,000 years, 18,000 years. This is a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. 
So, so at that time, because we were, we were our DNA was purer to the Anunnaki DNA, so we could live for a long time. What happened is that they predict, they knew that a great flood was coming because of a star alignment. They plotted it in the stars. And what they did is that they plotted against us. And instead of warning us that this was going to happen, they actually allowed it to happen. Now, this is where the great flood story comes from in the Bible. Now, when you read the Atrahasis, Atrahasis means saved man. There's a character in there called Ziasudra, who is equivalent to Noah. And Enki, who is one of the main protagonists in the, um, the Anunnaki pantheon. So you, you have Enki, who his title means Lord of Earth. En means Lord and Ki means Earth. You have Enlil, his half-brother. So he was Lord of the Air. So he was Lord of Command. And then you had all of their children. So what happened is that they grouped together and instead of telling us that they were going, there was going to be this great flood so we could prepare, they allowed it to happen to wipe out us because we mm -hmm. were starting to really come together. Yes, and they were they were realized that okay, well, if this is fate, that this is going to happen, and at the same time, they don't want us to develop as a civilization to right. rival them. Why not just let allow it to happen, and then you know, I mean, we can restart um, civilization if we have to, etc. So Enki. He was the master chief geneticist. He is actually the god of this physical body. This body that we have currently, he is the god of. He created it. He is the creator of the physical body we have now. This is why I said earlier that he was the snake in the Garden of Eden who was our uh, creator. Now, for some people that may not understand, the snake from very uh, old traditions and customs represents consciousness gnosis mm -hmm. knowledge is the right. bringer of information so this is why when the snake told eve uh, in the garden of eden to eat the apple the apple was only a symbology for her learning these things so in actual fact she had sex with enki because uh, when you read other books um the book of jasher when you read the lagamati codices she knew enki also known as Samael. Knowing in these books means having sex. She went back to Adam and taught him these things and also had sex with Adam. That's when Adam woke up, right? Because in the book of Joshua, um, Adam tells his son Seth that your mother Eve taught me these things and she gave me consciousness. This is one of the reasons why um, the divine feminine, the sacred feminine has been under attack ever since because the divine feminine is the energy of knowledge and consciousness, is a representation of Pista Sophia, who was the god of wisdom. So when um, the flood was coming, Enki went to Ziasudra, who was his son, and told him to build an ark. And he told him exactly how to build it so that he would um, be able to survive. So. What happens when you look at the parallels between that story and the story of the Great Flood in the Bible, you realize they're exactly the same, but the Sumerian tablets give you a lot more energy, I mean, information. So when um, the flood came and humanity was this more or less destroyed, 
Zeasudra, Yatrahasis slash saved man, he repopulated the planet uh, according to the tablets. And even having the birds of the air, all the animals, male and female, he stored up food, etc. That is where that story came from. So when you look at the Sumerian tablets, it had, and the kingship was lured from heaven to earth. You had these eight immortal kings, and then they had the flood. And from then is when the real manipulation started. That's when it, they capped our telomeres, fused uh, chromosome two. Because when you look at all the, the kings further from there, the most I think one king ruled for was 1,500 and something odd years. You know, that was it. All the rest were very short. And this is because they realized that they made a mistake in making us so smart, right? So it just right. happened that coincidentally they had the Great Flood and it allowed them to start again because they still had a mission which was to mine gold. And they didn't want a species that would come and push back, like how people today are trying to push back against the system, you know? So they actually have been trying for hundreds of thousands of years to uh, wipe out humanity. And this is why you have like um, brimstone of fire in the, in, the, in the Old Testament. That was another um, reason. That was another thing that they did. They tried to kill us out. Um, you know, they tried to starve us out by famines. There's a story in the Sumerian tablets where they tried to kill us out by starvation, which is what they're mm -hmm. trying to do now again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. so Modern day times. Well, this is it. When, look, I don't I think it was Darwin that he said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure rhymes. So when you read these tablets and you look at what's happening now, everything is just cyclical, you know? So when they um, started to recede the earth again, what happened is that because humanity was in such, we, we had lost everything, all of our records or books, the consciousness was low because the people that survived, um, you know, I mean, it was a very traumatic experience for us, you know, so. Right. It's an emotional thing. Yes. So what they did is that because they had designed us, they understand our psyche very well. So ever since that point, they have been using fear-based mind control to, 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 to create a, a system where we, be, where we would be perpetual slaves, right? So after um, humanity was receded, it, it, this, they, they, this is when the Anunnaki then started to create the systems of control. And uh, in one of the places uh, where a lot of stuff happened was in Babylon. So Marduk, who was Enki's son, he was the chief god in Babylon, and he's also known by many um, different names, Moloch, Bel, Baal. He's also the owl um, that is on the, I think it's the US $1 bill. And Judaism was born in Babylon, right? Because um, the Talmud was, the oral tradition was created during Babylon, and he is the god of the Talmudic Jews. So the difference between normal Jews and Talmudic Jews. Talmudic Jews, they are very much into the Messianic and the Noahide laws. And the Noahide laws are very, very terrible law, uh, laws that basically, without using other words, trying to 
do what they're doing on the genocide. You can use any words you want. (laughs) Basically, just trying to create mass genocide and create a caste system with what we have Mm -hmm. now, you know? Right. So when um, the Anunnaki installed these control systems like school, religion, government, politics, um, they, they set up these systems as a form to distract us from what is really the truth is that one, we are God. Two, we are Christ. Christ just means the anointed one. That's what Christ, Christos in Greek means the anointed one. And what that has done is that that has made us focus completely on the external instead of the internal, right? Correct. So yep. we've had a lot of prophets, sages, mystics that have come over s- several thousands of years to teach us the same message, but we're not really listening, which is why things are the way they are today. And what it is now is that these Anunnaki, all I look at them as like a royal family that are vying for power and control over the planet. And this is a representation specifically in the United States right now, where you have the Trump-Biden faction. Now, what both sides are communist, fascist sides. It just depends on what flavor you want. You may want uh, fascism with chocolate ice cream or communism with vanilla ice cream. It doesn't really matter, <laughs> right? They're all the same. Very true. Because yep. if you look at a horseshoe, a horseshoe is like um, a bit of a, an arc. But at the bottom of the horseshoe, they have two sides, but they're both at the same level. And that bottom level of the horseshoe describes the two factions. So in reality, what's happening in the world today is that we're having two factions fighting for power to who will have dominion over us, the slaves, the goyim, the Gentiles, right? And this is a very, very um, clearly represented now because... You have, you know, I mean, one side where, you know, I mean, Trump, he's more, you know, he, one, one of the things about him is that he says he's not completely scripted. So he does put out a lot of truths, some half truths, and then some all total lies. So what it is now is that they don't like him because he doesn't follow specifically. Then you have Biden camp, which is a complete script reader, follows everything they say and just, because he lives in a different world. And even the words he's not supposed to say. Well, yeah. <laughs> From the script. <laughs> well, because he can't probably read, read this. You know <laughs> Sit what I mean? here. <laughs> so everything comes back to the Anunnaki, right? They are the ones that set up the system and control, right? And there was um, there's the story of the Tower of Babel. And the Tower of Babel represents what we were because we were a civilization uh, rising and we spoke one language at the time and what happened is that Enlil who is Jehovah who is Yahweh who is um, in El El Shaddai he's has so many different names he is the God of the Old Testament right and he went against because um, Marduk was inspiring the the, 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 the the humans at the time to rebel because he was trying to bring in his own system of control. So he used us, right, to, to try to get back at Enlil because these Anunnaki, they don't fight against one another physically. They get us the pawns, 
or we say in Spanish, the juguetes, los juguetes, these pawns, mm. the toys. Sounds like today, too. But this is it, right? It's, 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 this is why I really encourage people that, that don't believe what I say. I'm going to tell you what books to read to go and find this information yourself. One is the Lost Book of Enki. Two is the Nagamati text. Three, Pista Sophia. Four, the Book of Enoch, fantastic book, because that really t- explains um, the, a lot of the spiritual side and the fallen angels. Because the fallen angels are really the Anunnaki, you know? And there's some other books that I will touch on as we go on that will help people to understand, because you have to read all these books together to be able to piece together, because there, there, there's a lot of repetition in terms of, like, there's an entity or a group of entities or factions fighting against us. Mm-hmm. They're all united to fight against us, but they fight amongst themselves so that they can have um, full power. It's almost like the, the Lord of the Rings, where you have one ring to rule them all. So right. they're fighting to have the ring to rule over all, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not united um, with each other to rule together. They're united against us, right? Well, and and something I want to point out too for people um, to think about, and and let's put this in a little perspective. Think about um, the quote pandemic um, that's going on, and and people's question was, well, how can this be like a world conspiracy? How can all of these leaders from all over the world be in on this? Uh, how could they not be? Because that is exactly the system that was designed and set up was to, uh, number one, destroy your ability to creatively think. Um, number two, destroy your ability to love one another and be kind and civil. Um, and number three, to control you through fear and, and power. And that's exactly what they've accomplished all over the world. And it's not until people started being like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. People are starting to to realize that and focus on that. But that is why that is the answer to the question as to why all these world leaders would want to do the same thing to their people. Absolutely. And the thing about it, right, is that you need to to understand the truth. Well, there's a saying that goes, if you want to hide the truth, you put it in a book. Right. And what's happened is that they have systematically um, introduced things into our lives that take us away from reading. So this 100%. is why the average person doesn't know these things because they don't read books. Right. Now, because I read these books doesn't make me more special than anyone else what it does do is that it allows me to think differently from most other right. people because you're in you're a product of your environment so if you if your environment is reading books all kinds of books then you'll be influenced by what you've read mm-hmm. so it's the same with me and what it is now is that i have realized that the system and uh, that has been set up first thing first has been set up by the anunnaki now, right. the thing is, is that they're not all bad, right? So although Enki 
has done some bad things in the sense where he went along with the plans. He has done some good things, um, but more through his son, um, Ningashida, also known as Thoth, also known as Hermes Trismegistus, also known as Kukulkan for the, um, the Mayas and Quetzalcoatl for the um, Aztecs. Now, Thoth, he um, basically was known as the god of wisdom. And he wrote something called the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Now, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth were found in the 1920s in Teotihuacan. And he said, and this, these tablets are emerald, so it's a different color. They're almost greenish. And they're written in a different language. I can't remember what language is written, but they've been translated. And basically, it says, I Thoth, the Atlantean, great builder of the pyramids in the land of Cam. Cam was the word that Egypt was known by, right? right. This is where you get alchemy, which means mm-hmm. the, the changing of, the creating of different, um, a different substance through alchemy reactions, chemicals. Right. Um, then you have chemistry, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so these are where these words came from. It came from the land of Cam, Egypt. And he said that he built the pyramids. He also said that because after the flood, he knew that this day was coming and he installed a false matrix. Now, this false matrix was actually a positive false matrix and it was supposed to speed up our acceleration uh, as evolution of species because according to him, it takes 100,000 years for a civilization to get to a high level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Now, because the Great Flood happened about um, 12,500 years ago, something like that, um, it, what it was is that he had to install a mechanism to be able to supercharge it. So it's a crystalline, Christ crystalline coming from the word Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's a Christ, it was an artificial Christ consciousness matrix that was set up to help propel our evolution. But we know that anything that can be used for positive can be used for negative. Correct. So his Anunnaki siblings, they hacked that matrix and made it very dense. And this is why um, they installed all the programs. So the same things that would be tried to increase our consciousness, these Anunnaki hacked it and installed other false matrices inside of it, government, religion, money. These are the three main things that they, um, and then you have the, the, the derivatives of that, the education system, the medical system, the law system, etc. All these are derivatives from those systems. Right. And what it is now is that because of that, we have a lot of pyramids on the planet. Mm-hmm. So what it is now is that Atlantis is not a place specifically like they say Atlantis was a civilization right because he says I thought the Atlantean great mm-hmm. builder of the pyramids in the land of Cam and what it was is that when Atlantis fell um, it opened a portal to the underworld to allow that allowed the negative spirits and entities to come into this world and they had to sink Atlantis. Thoth said that you had to sink Atlantis as a way to protect us and allow us to, um, you know, have a chance, you know, because what they did is that they created 
a false Merkaba. Now, a Merkaba is just two triangles, uh, one up top the other. The, the best image I can give people is look at the Star of David on the Israeli flag. That is a Merkaba. We all have Merkabas that exist inside of us. And when, and when you get to a high level of consciousness, you can manipulate them to spin in opposite directions. And that is actually, you can use your body as a, a vehicle to transport you to different planets, different um, densities or dimensions. You can, because the body is a vehicle that you are, you, you're allowed to manipulate to go into these different higher realms. And because they created a false Merkaba, um, it allowed these spirits to come in, like I said, so they had to sink Atlantis, which is another reset. So what you realize when you read all this information that there have been many floods, there have been many uh, resets, and the last reset was the one where we were at our lowest, and they was like, okay, this is time where we can actually put in all of this stuff on steroids. Because before it was gradually, gradually, gradually where they played with our the DNA, our age, you know, the, our, our cell regeneration uh, abilities. Another cataclysm came, another reset. People still had some consciousness, but it wasn't that bad. So subsequent resets have brought us to like zero, where now this is where all of these things now we can trap back from 12,500 years ago. And the Anunnaki, they are, I, I, they, they are really the ones running the show behind the scenes right now we can't see them but they're there and like i said before like enlil he his name is he's n which is lord of the air and when you look at the the stories he was really um jehovah he was really um yahweh there's an interesting book called the wars of yahweh or jehovah or wars of the lord depending on which version you get and in that book, it specifically says that they created the word Lord, Lord God, and God as a way to, to, to deceive us of the existence of the Great Spirit. But the Great Spirit is what we would think of as God, God, the omnipresent, omnipotent power. In that book, they call it the Great Spirit. And this, they said that the people who follow the Great Spirit or the theist, and the people that follow them are the deists. So basically, what it is now, when you, even when you go look at that book, there's always inside of that faction with the Anunnaki factions fighting against one another to control us. It's, 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 it's a very very similar story when you go back all the time. You know, even when you look at the the Hindu Vedas, the gods used to fight against one another, but not physically against themselves. They would get us to be on one side fighting against the next. And what is happening to us is that they are manipulating us to kill ourselves. We have people that are snitching on their neighbors because they, when we had the pandemic lockdowns, people would not be respecting the, maybe the six foot or maybe going out of their house and- Having a party. A party, <laughs> like, you know? Having your family members over for criminy sakes. Yep. Yep. So all of these um, systems are just a way to bring in, excuse me, the agenda, because what they're trying to do, and if you look at people like Ray Kurzweil, 
they're trying to get us to upload our consciousness to the cloud. Now, there is a book called the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And the Tibetan Book of the, Tibetan Book of the Dead tells you how to reincarnate. So reincarnation is actually real. It is possible. You can do it. And there are actually steps to tell you. And this book was actually written, excuse me, in Aramaic. Now, I can think of one famous character in humanity that used to speak Aramaic. That's the character we know as Christ, right? And in fact, Christ went to India, he went to Tibet, and he also went to Egypt to study. And he learned all of these things from his travels. And they actually have books that are still not released to the public, that are written in Aramaic, and are, and the stuff that they taught Christ, right? Because these, these Tibetan monks, they can do things like levitation, they can actually teleport, they can actually um, manifest things out their hands, they can actually go into Everest and sit down there and just meditate in the cold and not get cold because they have full control of their body to speed up the vibration of their molecules, the atoms in their body to be of higher level. And this is what Christ had. Christ had the ability to do that because he was taught by them. And even in his time, he was the rebel fighting against the system because he went into the synagogues, uplifted the, and turned over the, the tables with money because they were really selling salvation, right. which is what still goes on today. 100%. So if you look at all religions, it doesn't matter all three Abrahamic religions, it doesn't matter which one, you, they basically sell you salvation because at the end of the, the sermon or the talk or whatever word it is, they come around for collection bowl. So you're actually paying for your salvation, right? And something that people don't know, the word religion comes from the word religare. Religare is Latin to meaning to hold or to bind. And religion holds and binds the minds of its followers and it makes them zealots. So this is why people of any faith are people are just like people that are into politics. They're zealots. They're political and religious zealots. They're fanatics. It's impossible to connect to them. And they knew all of this because when the Anunnaki set up religion, I don't think that they set out deliberately to create it, but I think it happened as a consequence where, and if you think about it, if you were to go back, maybe, I don't know, two, 3,000 years ago, and you could time travel, and you had like a lighter in your hand, and you pull down or press the button to make a flame come out. That was unheard of at that time. They'd be like, wow, Todd, you're, you're a god, man. You can create fire. So I think that it happened like that, where because they were so advanced, we seemed to just wanted to glorify them and end up worshiping them. And I guess because most of them were not of, of a spiritual nature where to be of love, they used it to their advantage and they used it to basically make their life easy. But then once you do that, you open the door to more power, more control. And then 
power corrupts absolutely and absolute power corrupts absolutely and i think that this is it ended up what happened because they they had these they, they had children with the, the species that they created which is where the story of the nephilim comes from uh where the sons the 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 fallen angels had um sex with the daughters of man and this actually is true because in the sumerian tablets enki he had sex with loads of girls had loads of half children and marduk his son he he seems to have been the chief one to instigate it because he took a human wife and married her and had children from her and all of his people the ajiji you know they followed him they were like well if marduk can do it well we can do it too so again that's where that story comes from and what you see then is that that created a sort of like a caste system so when you look at all of our cultures now cultures the word culture the root word in culture is cult so this is why when you understand these words i don't like to say things like my culture or you know I me mean? i am from this place i was born there but yes i'm barbadian but i don't identify as barbadian because you know what i mean that's that's that culture that cult i don't follow that anymore you know i do my own thing so anyway when um when you look at even the the the, the story of the how hinduism and the brahmas and stuff came about so the you have brahmas who are the people that are like the the pharisees they're the the ones of all the knowledge and then you have the people under them then you had the dravidians which were like the darker working class people and then that's the same how you have the goyim the the gentiles there was always this caste system and these anunnaki put that into our consciousness our psyche to believe that because you are of one color or you are of one race of people that you're superior this is right. why they use that to play us off against each other because all the time you can't they can't actually destroy us or control us but we can destroy ourselves and ourselves can, yep right so what they do let is me let me ask you a question real quick while i'm thinking about it so um it's been like a, a proven fact throughout history that they have sought out people with like um rh blood types um do you think that they are looking specifically for their bloodlines well i think they are but it seems that they are looking for it for nefarious reasons so it appears that the rh blood type seems to be um very much linked to the anunnaki mm -hmm. and because the dna is different when you have it it seems to give you um special abilities yes for example being able to use both sides of your brain simultaneously yes. it allows you to have um, telekinesis and mm -hmm. telepathic abilities mm -hmm. albeit you have to be taught but you, right. the, the potential is a lot greater Mm -hmm. So I was watching an uh, interview with this lady she was from Australia and she had RH I think it's RH negative. Right. I always remember, I always forget which one it is but I think it's RH negative which is their bloodline and she said that 
because of that, they were trying to get her to do all of these things, you know what I mean? Tele, um, telekinesis, telepathy, te telepathy, and all these other talents because they wanted to basically um, breed from her so that they can take that species, human, and completely indoctrinate it to be mm -hmm. pure psychopaths. Right. And it appears that all of the aristocrats, royal family, heads of government, they all seem to have connections to this blood type. Either through marriage or actually being properly of that um, blood type. And mm -hmm. what they do is that they, in, they, they, they use MK Ultra on a different level to split the personality of the person right. to not identify with yourself. Disassociate. Correct. People like Boris Johnson and Joe Biden and all these people, they've all had these mind control programs, right? Right. And what it is now is that it means that they're not human anymore, you mm -hmm. know, because you can't be a human being that just on the street, unless you are really wired, twisted, you couldn't actually really just want to go and have sex with children, um, right. take adrenochrome, you know what I mean? Do child sacrifice or right. just blatantly create genocide amongst your own citizenry. You know, you, right. you have to be some sort of a, psychopath to, to 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 do that and mm -hmm. this is why christ said that you need to forgive them for they know not what they do because right. they yes we have people today that are normies that just follow the narrative but the people that are doing it are even more indoctrinated because they actually think what they're doing is right because right. this way in because they were told that it was right Yes, it's for the greater yeah. good because yeah. there's the parable that, um, you know, Christ said, he says, someone said to him, Lord, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. And Christ said, I never knew you because mm -hmm. they think that what they're doing is good because right. that's what they were indoctrinated to believe. Or right. some of them maybe wanted to join the cult and did the sacrifices. And then through that, they corrupted themselves. Right. Where now they've cause their own corruption and splitting of the mind so now they're fully indoctrinated because this is why they can blatantly just tell lies and you know what i mean they don't even feel any way like it's you know? nothing it's nothing yeah. because they, they've dissociated themselves with the human part and more as the the parasitic animal uh side you know that right. that is being controlled and you have to feel sorry for them because what's going to happen is that all truth will be revealed uh, when all truth is revealed then that's when uh people are going to have the 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 dark night of the soul or as i call it the refinement period where mm -hmm. you start to realize hold on a minute well i'm actually not as a good person i thought i, I am I, i've not actually been you know what i mean glorifying god the father i've been worshiping satan satan right. just means adversary but because um, all of these Anunnaki gods have been Satan at a different time, you know. I was going to ask you, do you think um, with all of the, um, I hate to use the word occult because occult means something completely different. But with all of these secret societies um, and, and what they're 
worshiping? Do you think that they are actually worshiping the Anunnaki? I don't, some at the higher levels do know, but I don't think that most of them do. Right. The reason why I say that is that when you look at the system, from my research, there there appears to be three levels of 13 families that rule this entire planet. Correct. And the top level families are families like the Aldebrandini, mm-hmm. the Rexbear, the Samagali, the right. Orsini, the Medici. Mm-hmm. These families are like the top, top, top families. These families, like, there's something called the Grey Pope. And mm-hmm. Pepe Orsini, he's the Grey Pope. He is the man that literally rules this whole planet. Right. Above him, I believe, are the Anunnaki. Because, and then behind them is the negative energy that they worship, mm-hmm. right? So it's very, even like the Queen, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, right. they, they're level There's somebody two. above them. Yeah, they're level two because look yeah. at it, the, Rock, the Rothschild and the Rockefeller families married in to those top, other top families, right? right. These are right. families that you will never hear in the media Ever. ever. You will never yeah. hear the Medici, the Orsini, Brexbear, Samagli. Never. Right. These families are the most secret of secret families, and they are the direct res- uh, descendants of the Anunnaki. Direct. And what it is now, you have families like the Collins family. I think um, President Kennedy, he was, his, I think on his mother's side was a Collins from memory. Those are the second and third levels you know and those are the, the people that do the work right mm-hmm. the uh, the top families those top five families because all, all those 13 families the five that i call those are the ones that are like the real active right. in it right. and then all the others are like the underbosses that um that, that run things and i do think that at the top 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 level they do know that they are worshiping the Anunnaki um, because the Freemasons and all these things, those were infiltrated because Thoth, he set up the mystery schools um, in Egypt and those were corrupted because Freemasonry, the occult, just means hidden knowledge. And the reason why it's hidden is that because it's so powerful that it can be used for bad. So... This is where you have to be of a certain purity of heart to get initiated into these mysteries because he set them up. But as again, like I said, even though he set up the, the false Christ matrix to help our ascension, it was hacked and Freemasonry was infiltrated. And even at the 32nd level of Freemasonry, you don't know that you worship Lucifer. Right. It's only after you become a 33 and a third initiate that you know that you worship Lucifer. Right. Now, the word Lucifer, for a lot of people that may not know, means light bearer, bearer of the light. Now, when that word came about, the original word that was in ancient Greek was called phosphorus. And phosphorus actually uh, really meant Venus because at the time... Venus was our sun. Venus was closer to Earth mm-hmm. than it is now. 
up to today, Venus is still the brightest star in the sky. And the Sumerian tablets said that Venus did a flyby, which means that it came closer to Earth. So when phosphorus, Venus, was translated into Latin, instead of it being transliterated from phosphorus to phosphorus, they changed the name from phosphorus to Lucifer. Because Lucifer in Latin simply means morning star, light bearer, star of the morning, etc. Right? So what it is now is that they, what's happening is that in Freemasonry, they've taken that which represented Venus and made a, put a god um, sort of consciousness around it. So these negative entities have usurped that part of the history where Venus was closer to Earth and made it seem like Satan, the adversary, another name uh, as some people would consider Lucifer to be Satan, but they're two separate things. Lucifer now, the star of the morning, is the, the bearer of consciousness and light. So what they did is that they usurped something that was good, put in this false idea that one of them was the god of this world. And like I said, in the book of the Wars of the Lord, they took that word, God, Lord, God, and Lord, and usurp the, the, the title, well, the word that they use for great spirit or God to father, to, to represent them so that we can adorn them and worship them. And this is why like in Christianity, the word Jesus is a very divisive word because in reality, the word Jesus never existed. His name was Yehoshua, or Yeshua, or uh, Isu, it was never, ever Jesus. Now, this part here, I'm going to say, I don't have the receipts for this, but I will quote Billy Carson, because Billy Carson says that the word Jesus really means Hail Zeus. And we know that Zeus was Enlil, mm -hmm. and Enlil is Yahweh, Jehovah. He was the one that sanctioned all of the heinous things in the Old Testament. There's parts in Numbers where he's telling his followers to go and destroy these villages, kill everything, even the creepy crawlies, which is bugs, you know? He actually uh, sanctioned rape. He actually sanctioned complete genocide, you know? Mm -hmm. And even when the, um, the, you have the story in, of the Jews in Exodus, where the I can't remember what it was the 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 star of no the the spirit of death was going to come and kill all of the people that didn't have the blood on their door you know the angel of death that was Enlil's doing right and the, the basically these were just extraterrestrial Anunnaki gods with a small g having like doing heinous things calling themselves God, and we are just following it, thinking that is all kosher, you know? But Well, and you know, one of, the, one of the things that really gets me, because there's been, in my lifetime, so much manipulation, um, medically speaking, DNA speaking, um, how, how that has changed. But people are so willing to give their DNA 
And they're like, oh, well, we just give me a swab in your mouth and we can completely tell you your whole entire bloodline. Nope. Because what people don't understand is that they willingly participated in their own destruction because they can use that information. The, the World Health Organization has all of our medical diagnosis all of our procedures, the whole nine yards, they have all of that information. But these, you know, large SWAT DNA collection things that came up like 23andMe and, you know, whatever, Ancestry.com and all that stuff, you're willingly giving them samples to manipulate and to develop things that will in turn destroy you. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think is what they've done is that they've used the longingness of us to want to know our hidden history to give it up so we can find where we're from. Now you see, one of the issue one of the one of the issues of that is that they've programmed us to think we're actually different races. We're not Correct. one different. We're not different races. We're one race. We're the Correct. human race. And Correct. I always tell people, okay, you can take um, a bulldog and mate it with a Doberman, and it would have children, and it would be a Doberman bulldog. Human beings are like dogs. We have some with clearer skin, some with darker skin, some are straight here, some are curly here. Right. We're all humans, like the dog is a dog. Right. Well, it doesn't really matter because if you were to look at us holistically, we're humans. You look at dogs and you're not, yes, you can say what well, is a Doberman, but they're just dogs. They're just, it's just a dog. It, it doesn't really matter. But what they've done is that, you see, because of the, um, the superiority complex that they have, they have instilled it into their offspring, which are the ruling class. And they have um, projected that down onto us to think that we are, excuse me, lesser or greater than another one because right. we have certain physical attributes. Labels. They created yes. labels. labels. Now, this term label can be traced back into the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, which I spoke about earlier. Now, Thoth said... Beware of the dark brothers because they move in angles and corners. Mm -hmm. Correct. Angles and corners are what we call putting yourself into a box. Correct. When you put yourself in a box, you put boundaries around yourself. Yep. Amen. Thoth said that you need to uh, move in arcs or circles. Right. Because you, when you look at it, if you are an arc or a circle, you can circle back mm -hmm. to that thing. And how I like to say to people is that the things that I'm saying, don't dismiss them, but put them on the shelf. Go and do your own investigation right. and see what you find. And if what you find is what I've said, is well, it's confirmed in the books and through mm -hmm. your other reading and research, it's confirmed. It means you can take that thing off the shelf and say, okay, this thing is true because it has been confirmed. Because what people don't realize is that truth is truth because it has been confirmed. 
right? right. Over right. and over and over again. We have multiple sources, multiple people saying the same thing. And Christ also said that you know something is true because it uh, it resonates with you. You, you know, feel it in your soul. Frequency. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, when you hear something, I am so attuned now that when I hear things, I know it's true because I right. start vibrating. I get goosebumps. Like, oh, no, right. I, because I said that, I started to get goosebumps on my skin. Correct. Literally. That happens to me 100% of the time. But, you know, that is that is a, a gift because that is the true gift of discernment because you have that knowledge inside of you now because of your connection uh, to spirit or source or whatever word people want to use where, where you know you can feel it. You can feel it in your soul when something just is. And I want to say um, people in this community talk a lot about uh, there had to be other civilizations before us because uh, the architecture, you know, the pyramids, the, the everything that existed, um, you know, prior to the mud floods, things like that, the whole nine yards. These were things that were built that we did not have the technology for during that time period, like 1912 and, you know, the way that things were already here and already built. So uh, don't dismiss this as not being possible because it is absolutely, absolutely possible. So stay open-minded when you're listening. Well, what I would show people is that aliens, extraterrestrials, spaceships, all that stuff exists. And I'm going to tell people where to find it. If you look, type in any search engine and type the book of Ezekiel and type alien or UFO or whatever, you'll see the past. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have read this in Spanish. I've read this in English. It is exactly the same. And when you read it, these are, this is, it talks about from memory, a being in a chariot that has mm-hmm. four faces on the side, levitating. And when you talk, when you, when you read the book, you, when, sorry, when you read the text, you could think it's out of a Star Wars movie, man. So right. how is it possible that Ezekiel could have recorded that what, 4,000 years ago? Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Hollywood giving us movies like Star Trek and, um, you know, the the Star Trek and Star Wars with, with, with the same type of, like, technology, right? Well, and I was going to mention, too, um, there was a, uh, a s- episode of American Horror Stories where there were... Martians, beings, aliens, whatever you want to call them, that came down to Earth that had the technology that we didn't. And so they were controlling our president and and forcing him to, you know, basically side with them. And it was all about mating with humans, mating these aliens with humans. And you all know that uh, the movie stuff mimics things they do have to tell little bits of truth here and there so yeah there's a lot of things that exist in the movies that are in scripture in text the whole nine yards just saying 
what I like to say to people is that one, truth is stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. And in order to learn a new truth, like Christ says, you need to get new wine skins. You can't put all new wine into all wine skins. Right. It's just like if you have a cup that you had milk in it and you didn't wash up the cup, any water that you put in that cup is not going to be pure water or pure milk. It's going to be a combination. Right. You need to right. clean the cup out and then you put water inside and then it will be pure water. It's the right. same thing. This way, say, put everything that I say on the shelf. I've given you the sources where I've gotten the information from. You can read it. And I guarantee 100% you will dismiss some a lot of stuff. But as you keep reading and you realize mm-hmm. there's a common theme, you right. start to realize, hold on a minute, but it actually started to make sense, right? And this is what happened to me because I, in me trying to prove that these things were not true, I kept reading more. And the more I read, the more... Mm-hmm. I kind of like got confirmations and then other pieces that were not in this book filled in the gap on that book. And I was like, wow. So everything here is controlled. Literally everything. Like nothing, there's nothing new under the sun as the term, you know? Explain explain this um, to people in your terms. They've heard me talk about this multiple times. But explain to people why... It's important for them, the ruling class, the Anunnaki, to remove us from source. Well, the reason why they have to remove us from source is that it will allow them to govern us better. Because what it is now is that their system cannot survive without us. However, there is a need to have a smaller amount. And when you go back to, and this is quite devious because Enki, who created us, he tuned our bodies to a frequency that Enlil can hear. So he could hear when we were having sex, when we were talking, when we were arguing, and it got him so upset that he just ordered massive amounts of genocide, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to kill everyone because... If everyone they is, still need workers. Correct. You still need slaves. You still need people at that time to bring their tea and their food and hunt for animals and stuff like that. So you, you can't have a system of control without a species or something to control. It means then they have to get off their backside and do the things themselves, you know? So the reason why then they had the, the shots the non-vaccine vaccines is because, and I'm going to break it down for a way that a lot of people don't understand. So coronavirus, your crown chakra, a.k.a. the corona in Latin, Spanish, Portuguese, is what connects you directly to source. Then you have the fifth chakra, which is the throat chakra, which is a representation of your divine will, your way to express your truth, your thoughts, and your feelings. So the virus, the coronavirus, was developed to attack your crown, sever your connection to source, and the mask is a representation of the inability to express your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, right? Right. 
So you can't tell your truth. So this is why the indoctrination was so heavy in that virus and the mask thing, because they had to first attack your connection to source and break it. Then they stop you from talking about it. So yes, it's the throat chakra, but the mouth is still a representation of the throat because it's through right. the throat that you, your vocal cords exist. You can bring out your speech. Well, and real quick, um, so if people think about like the secret societies and stuff, what's the symbol that they always use when they're not supposed to talk? Correct. Right. And so it's the same thing. He's saying exactly the same thing. And and we need not only connection to source, but we need connection to each other because together we are a much stronger, powerful energy. This is why you have the story of the Tower of Babel in Scripture because at that time humanity was rising. Now, from what my research has shown me is that it looks like if the Tower of Babel was a launch pad for them, for the humans at the time to, one, either build a spaceship to fly up to God, to attack God, or it was a representation of stairs to get high enough to attack God because it talks about them shooting arrows and stuff in the air right. to attack God. Which is what they still do to this day. Yes. Yes. You know, so this is why it's very important for people to realize that one, the thoughts that they think are theirs aren't really theirs. Correct. Because the manipulation and the indoctrination is on levels that we don't understand. For example, mm -hmm. if you, through your childhood and to adulthood, you would have seen probably hundreds of thousands of images of maybe smoking cigarettes eating pizza and Pepsi or Coca-Cola, for example. And this is why some people are much more superimposed to adopt those habits, but they're thinking that it is their habit. Now, I'm going to say something here that's a little bit controversial, but hear me out here. So while I believe that everyone is free to express themselves sexually how they want, what I do think, what I do believe, honestly, when I look at the evidence is that when you look back at the old films, the old films didn't have a lot of homosexuality in them. The very None. old ones. Black yes. And yes. But then when the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, gradually, 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 I was even having this conversation with my mother. I remember the first time I saw a homosexual guy on TV was Melrose Place. Mm -hmm. So that would tell people some of my age. <laughs> I'm older than you, so I can think of some other ones. <laughs> right, but that was my first time, right? Again, right. whatever sexual orientation you want, that is fine. It's up to you, right? But what I'm saying here is that through the same scenario I explained of the cigarettes, the pizza. Manipulation. And, right. Mm -hmm. Over the years and years and years and years of seeing it, some people will be superimposed to liking the same sex again i don't i'm not saying that it's bad listen to my words carefully i think that that has been manipulated into the consciousness to think that that is the way it should be right now quite possible um it had existed 
hundreds of thousands of years ago? We don't know. But what I am saying is that what they're doing is that they're attacking the family unit because homosexual couples cannot reproduce in a natural right. way. Right. Right. Nor transgenders and yes. males yes. having babies. Correct. It's Correct. not, it's possible to do now through massive manipulation, yes. but it is not a normal thing. So again, you're being mass manipulated on a large scale by the medical industrial complex and the behaviors being normalized Correct. to make everyone think that everyone in the world is this way and this is your makeup. Correct. And with the transhumanist agenda, it is very, very deep because, okay, they know that they can't fully wipe us out completely because, again, they need slaves to power the system. However, what they can do is that they can get to get us to be total slaves, like 100%. They want us to become transhumanists where we accept technology into our bodies, right? And to normalize it. And there are movies, I can't remember one of the movies is called, because to be honest, all right, look, let me break it down a little bit, another level for people. For the a light to exist, you absolutely 100% must tell the truth. It is impossible to have a lie without the truth. So what they do is they tell you the truth, twist the truth into a lie, distract you from looking here to look here because it's magic, right? Magic with a K. They magically make you focus on this here, which is akin to the magician stealing right. the money out of your pocket, but making you focus on your hand. Right. So what they're doing, they're stealing your divinity by getting you to inject yourself with this. Um, 100%. What it's going to do is going to change your DNA. So you will technically not be human anymore. You will be a human chimera. And we know that chimeras exist because Alex Jones broke this down years ago when he showed you that China was doing chimeras plant and animal chimeras and i was gonna say uh our military has been doing uh chimera stuff for a really long time merging humans with other things and bugs with dogs and the whole nine yards yeah and before i forget even in the sumerian tablets they tell you about chimeras they tell you about clonation and of DNA manipulation. So these Mm -hmm. terms and these things are not new. This is technology that existed for hundreds of thousands of years, right? Right, absolutely. So with the transhumanist agenda, what they're doing, they're very clever. So because in reality, we are both male and female, but not how people think in terms of consciousness and energy. Correct. People think in actual sexual orientation. Think of consciousness and energy. Male energy is very organized, disciplined. Um, It loves control and it loves um, like structure. Feminine consciousness is about love, compassion, and kindness. So 
what they're doing is they're taking that divine truth and turning it on its head to make mm-hmm. you think of sexuality, physical Correct. genitalia, to corrupt the truth that you're both male and female. Right. So what is supposed to happen is that, and even, like I said, in the book of Jasher, Adam said to Seth that Eve, your mother, she gave me consciousness. So what's supposed to happen is that the male, when when a couple get together, a male and a female, the divine masculine brings to the, the feminine, he, he because of his strength and power, he creates the space for the female to be vulnerable. And in her being vulnerable, she teaches him how to love, how to right. be kind, how to be compassionate, how to have empathy. Right. And he teaches her how to believe in herself, how to mm-hmm. have structure, because males and females think differently. Women right. more tend to... <laughs> <laughs> well, women are from Mars and men are from Mars and women are from Venus, you know what I mean? But the male, um, his... His thinking now will is is more about these things I described, and because right. males think logically, right, it's analytical. Think yes, very analytical. Mm-hmm. It's black and white. Right. Women generally generally tend to think along of how things feel. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are only thinking along feelings, when things make sense logically, you will be deceived or you will right. lose opportunities. And if you right. only think logically 100% and not think anything in terms of how things feel, you lose that intuition to be able to right. use your gut feeling to steer you to make the right choice. Right. So when the males, when the masculine and the feminine get together, what's supposed to happen is that the two divine energies supposed to come together as one to complement and teach and help each other. So right. women will become more confident in themselves. Mm-hmm. They will be able to use analytical thinking and use logic. And men know we would be able to have feelings and to be kind and compassionate and use right. empathy. And when something feels like a certain way, we use our gut feeling to say, mm-hmm. okay, this is right because of it feels. Right. So they've taken that divine truth and flipped it on its head with corruption mm-hmm. of thinking only in sexual reproduction and genitalia to make people then want to accept the cyborg race that they're trying to create because the the jabs open the door to making you accept these things because Mm -hmm. magically there's a new jab for monkeypox right right that just magically well we didn't even know that you're being developed I was going to say magically was uh, developed a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> that they're just now, oh my gosh, wink, winky, we just got this. Right. <laughs> so what they're doing then is that because you've taken one jab and then another jab and another jab, you open the door for them to one, cull most of the population because the Georgia mm-hmm. Guidestones, when they're right. standing, said to maintain the earth at 500 million which Mm -hmm. is 95 percent culling the ones that do survive all these shots Mm -hmm. those are the ones then that would they would use as the slave race to become their drones merging man with machine Mm -hmm. right and they can sell them the idea that 
hey, like, you know, if you want to learn a language, you can just uh, download it from the cloud and you can right. get God powers, you know? Right. And they showed you, uh, I remember that very well, there was a cartoon that I used to watch as a kid in the 80s and early 90s called Centurions. And you know, people can check it out. It was actually talking about a, um, a race of cyborgs, Dot Terror and Hacker, who were trying to take over the world and basically, you know, mean have this cyborg, cyborgs ruling. Mm-hmm. And then the humans uh, fought back and they used to have something called exo, an exoframe, which was a, like a suit that would allow machinery to be attached to the suit so they could fly, have motorcycle attachments onto their body. And they were all driven and operated through consciousness. Now, mm-hmm. they didn't say that, but as they were thinking, they can manipulate the machinery. And this is what they're trying to sell us, a version of Centurions, but instead of a suit, you actually have the machinery onto your body. I can't remember if they liked me that movie that basically it was like 75% of people were human cyborgs and the ones that didn't take the genetic upgrades were looked on as like the outcasts, the the goyim, the Gentiles, you know, the the, the, the people. It was nuts. And like Mm. places like Japan and stuff, it was on steroids, you know? Well, and that's that's not surprising. And to me, like the whole um, manipulating the male and the female energies um, and, and the destruction of family, it is it is a deception technique, um, which I've talked about before, where like anything that's talked about that's basically good in the Bible, um, they will flip that and and do the inverse and try to sell that to you as good you know like the sun is good and that's where we get our energy from and that's how we recharge because we're energy beings but then again we've got bill gates and harvard wanting to block out the sun and so it's like anything that that's good and positive they try to sell you the opposite as a, you know, as a seven course meal, as a good thing for your health protection and safety. Yes. Uh Like I said, they have to have to tell the truth, but invert it. Because if you watch the picture, there's several pictures, but one, the matrix definitely tells you exactly what we live in. Mm -hmm. Two, Avatar, excuse me, tells you, a little bit of the Anunnaki story where the mm-hmm. humans went to another planet and invaded and tried to colonize. That's what the Anunnaki did. Right. And then three, there's another movie called Lucy. And Lucy, mm-hmm. she, when she was like increasing her level of consciousness, and I think she was like maybe at 80% or something of that brain capacity. And uh, she was being taught, um, but I can't remember who, he said that, the these beings cannot create give them a blank piece of paper and a pen they can't do anything but if you draw something on the paper they can manipulate it and change it because what it is that when you uh, align yourself with the negative energy or you take these um, genetic upgrades called vaccines takes away your ability to connect to source and to create because right, exactly mm-hmm. how i like to explain it is that 
under normal circumstances, when a baby is conceived, is done through the act of sex, which is because the two people love each other and they want to create a baby. So it's that act of love which creates. Now, because those beings could never create, they would use you and a male to create a baby and then they can manipulate the baby and bring it up how they want it. It's right. the exact same thing. Which is the same as our society today. Correct. They can't create anything. And because we are uh, gods ourselves, we are the fractal of God which contains the whole. We have God powers through the I am, which is the God in you. Which is why when Christ walked the earth, his most powerful words were through the I am. I am the truth, the way, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. It is through the I am, which is the God in you, the Christ, that you manifest these things. So what they do is they get you to use that God power in you to create the world they want because they physically and literally can't create it. But they get us to use our God power to create what they want. But because they're masters of manipulation, they source um, subconscious with these imagery, these images, these frequency in the music as well to make us more um, aligned to do things that are counterproductive to against our growth or evolution and our um, ascension. Because the real, look, I'm going to break it down for, your, for you and your guests here. The main reason why everything is the way it is is because we're going through a spiritual ascension right now on earth. When the, um, the great sign in heaven was spotted on September 23rd, 2017, this is when I knew that all of these things were going to happen. Like I said, I didn't know exactly how, but I knew that these things were going to happen. Simultaneously, they're building the, um, the third temple in Jerusalem at the moment, you know, to usher in their God, which, uh, will, which will be Satan, the adversary, the Antichrist. Then what they want to do is that they want to split you from your divine self in the ascension process. So when you ascend and you go to the fifth level, the fifth density, the fifth dimension, what is going to happen is that you are going to be able to read people's thoughts. Nothing is going to be private anymore. What it is now is that it's going to be a complete open society, which is why you have to be based in love because you would have control, complete control of your thoughts and feelings. So I wouldn't be thinking anything bad of you because at that level, you will have the power to literally manifest it, right? So if I wanted to cause harm to you literally right now, I would think it and it would happen. Now, we are going through the refinement period now, which is like the, the, the birth of the new person, the new self. And you have to shed all of these layers. Now, these beings that control the world, the planet, know of this process is going to happen. 
This is why Thoth had put in the false Christ, not the false, but the synth, the, the well, it's a false, not that it's not real, but an artificial Christ consciousness grid, right? To, 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 to help push forward humanity because it needs 10, 100,000 years to, to get to that level, but we only had 12,500 years. So he had to do something. So because they know that this is happening, they are frantic to, to get us into this corral to, to, to stop us from ascending because we will realize that one, we don't need government, we don't need money, we don't need religion, and that we have so much great power in us through the mighty I am, and we all become Christ. You don't worship Christ, you become Christ, right? You anoint yourself with the crown, and then you become the illuminated one, right? And because they know this, they're trying so hard to get us to focus on the negative things, which is why Christ says that there'll be wars and rumors of wars. He said also, if they said I've returned, don't believe them because you will do greater things. You become the Christ. And they're terrified because they live in fear that we will learn these things and there we will literally collapse the system overnight. So this is why you have this repetition of lies and negative energy in the media 24-7. You have the genetic modification of our food to bring us down energetically. You have um, things like high fructose corn syrup and refined sugar in our foods, again, which lowers our vibration, stresses the hypothalamus, and makes, which is uh, responsible for your... Uh, hormone hormonal control so right. you, you you get you, you get fat you get obese right mm -hmm. so they're doing everything they can to literally try to suppress that divinity inside of us that because the earth's magnetosphere because what happened is that from 2017 we went into a different shift energetically and what's happened now is that the magnetosphere because i follow people i have followed well when they were on YouTube because you can't survive on YouTube now talking these things. But the Earth's magnetosphere reduced in its strength. So what's happened now is that more light, light is just consciousness, light is just information, energy, is coming into the planet now. So what's been happening is that people like me have been, are being illuminated. We're being shown and guided because someone asked me, but Todd, how do you know what book to read next? I says, I'm literally just guided. I would either hear a podcast, go looking for a particular book and find another book. Or I would just, in my suggestions list on YouTube, because I like audiobooks, would just, just see a book, looks interested and read it. People like me are being activated every day, right? And they know this. So the idea is to try to push us down as fast as we can, they can to prevent the, the illumination of everyone. But this is the thing. They can't stop the process. It is impossible to stop because everything moves in cycles. Right. Because we are in uh, the, Kali, the Kali Yuga now, according to the, the Hindu um, traditions, which is where all truth is going to be revealed. Now, this is the thing now. This is why it's important for people to one, overcome their fears, 
heal their traumas and to forgive themselves so that they can forgive others. Because 100%. you can't forgive someone if you don't forgive yourself, right? right? And when you do those three things, then you can become the perfected being, being both, being both male and female energetically. So this is why on my, um, I teach my students, my fitness students, and I teach on social media these things because what's going to happen is that the way scripture describes it, because it talks, it says it in the parable, that lightning shall strike in the east and flash in the west. So what that signifies is that it's going to be worldwide, right? When, the, when this, there's going to be a day when it's going to be like that, everybody is going to know everything. But what's going to happen is that it's going to scare them because they're going to see that they're not as good people as they thought they were. They're holding on to these traumas and these fears that cause them to self-sabotage. And it's a very, very painful process. I went through that for five years, right? Every single day for five years. And I was the one that was continuing my suffering because pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. Right. That's absolutely correct. And even with the people taking of the jabs, they're still going to come into this information. But because they live in so much fear, some people are going to commit suicide. Some people are going to go and kill other people. They're going to lose their minds because they can't compute. It's like a, a shock to the system where right. they're going to, they're just not going to be able to handle it. And they're going to, there's going to be a period where there's going to be a lot of bad things that are happening because right. people just cannot accept that. Well, I am not who I thought I was. I'm not as good as I was. Or you realize actually I am a very terrible person. That's going to be hard for people to, 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 to understand accept and to deal with this well, way and, and that's the thing too with um and we talk about this a lot with people um that are very set like in their in their uh, path of thinking about you know certain topics certain things um and then when they're exposed to new information that they've didn't know before have never heard before um for them to be able to accept those new things, it's almost like you have to have like a death of your old self to be reborn and rebirthed into um, somebody that can, a vessel that can accept what they're being given and the knowledge that they're being given. That is a perfect explanation for the allegory of the crucifixion of Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ died on the cross not to save your sins, but to show you, one, you may have to die for your beliefs, and right. two, you die to your old self. Right. You have to die to the things of this world, because this is why Christ said that um, the, 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 my father does not love this world because the God of this world has blinded the eyes of man. Right. This is the God of this world's realm. It is his. This is not God's realm. This is why he says, my kingdom is not from here. It is from right. another world. So you die to yourself. Right. Now, I have died to myself several times. And I must say to people that while I'm talking to you here, I still get challenges. I still right. fall down. 
I still sometimes get emotional. But what's happening is that those periods are becoming shorter and shorter now right. because I've put in a lot of the hard work in the last five years mm-hmm. and you constantly have to die to yourself. It's a constant battle. Well, so that- yeah, you have to go through those um my friend calls them speed bumps, but you have to go through those those challenges um, and those you know turmoil, tribulation, whatever you want to call them, little little pockets of problems for you to be able to have that personal growth and look at yourself and go, you know what, I didn't handle that very well. Let me turn around and rethink that, and then next time this situation happens, I'm not going to react the same way. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better. And I think it's life is not about uh, materialistic things. Life is about learning through your soul and living through your soul and not through your ego. This is why the Anunnaki created this um, soul harvesting system. It looks like if it is a satellite, the moon is a satellite, and the moon is the device that creates, that casts the false light from Saturn. Saturn, allegory for Satan, the adversary, right. onto the Earth, and the moon Correct. is a device to help create this false matrix of soul uh, recycling. And Correct. when you come back into this world, your memories are white. So this is why... The Anunnaki capped our telomeres and fused our chromosome two together so we have a shorter lifespan so that we can't really grow in the 120 years maximum that we can live. And when you come back here, your memory is wiped, so you have to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And what this allows them to do is to continually feed on the, the soul's traumas, fears, mm-hmm. struggles, Emotions. Correct. Dark, negative emotions. emotions. Mm -hmm. They feed on the negativity because even uh, in um, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, Thoth said that beware of the dark brothers, beware of the entities who are only given life through the blood. This is why in a lot of um, religions and specifically the three Abrahamic religions, there's always a form of blood sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So in Judaism, the males are circumcised, and that is a blood sacrifice. So Mm -hmm. that is another way they keep getting the the power, right, the veneration, the blood. In Islam, well, also I forget, Judaism, they have kosher meat. So that's ritually slaughtered meat, and the prayers that they're reciting for it to be kosher are actually, again, just feeding these, um, these these dark ones. Mm-hmm. Muslims in Islam, same again. They have um, they circumcise the boys, and then they have halal food. But halal actually, well, is it came from the word halal, which was in Babylon, which was another word for Satan. Um, it's although it's spelt halal, it's pronounced halal. So even the Muslims, they don't know that they are worshiping an extraterrestrial god. Uh, i.e. Satan, the adversary, because he is an adversary. Then you have some Christians today that still circumcise their boys, but Correct. they use a slightly different one where they have the communion 
where they're drinking wine and eating the bread, supposedly, of Christ. But that is completely taken out of context as well. And they have all these weird rituals that they do. Yes. Which, again, is just... I was raised a Catholic. Yes, they are very ritualistic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's all of these rituals that they do. Yeah. To, 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 to keep these spirits alive, right? Yep. So all of these religions, what they do is that they have blood sacrifice in some form or um, re- some ritual that would keep that negative energy. Because, for example, the Muslims, they have, um, when they have Eid, they, have, they, they, they basically have a massive slaughtering of, of animals it's supposed to be for a good way where you give one third of the, the 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 meat to homeless or to the poor or something like that. So they use a good thing, but it comes from a ritualistic blood sacrifice background. So this is where they are tricked. Then when they go to uh, Mecca to do their um, Hajj, they circumvolute the Kaaba seven times. Two times very, very fast and five times slow. What they've done is that they've taken the magical number seven and changed the frequency to, you do, to, to represent a pagan uh, custom that was done by the pagans in um, Arabia before the time of Islam. So they've literally taken a pagan ritual, put it in Islam, call it halal and party religion, to invoke more energy of the negative beings that they worship because they worship Nanarsin, who's Enlil's son, who was the chief god in Ur, which is where this cult came from. So they worship an extraterrestrial being. It's all the same, right? Nothing in this world is not the way it should be because there are systems that have been and structures that have been created to specifically lure the consciousness of man to make him docile, right? Because you can't have a man being a lion because if a man is a lion, he will protect his turf. He will protect his home. He will protect his family. And I don't necessarily mean that in terms of males. I talk in terms of females as well. Because I was just going to say, hmm, sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, because, well, the, the, the lionesses, they hunt as well, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Female lions are ferocious, you know what I'm saying? And very calculating. Super. Just saying. <laughs> so when I say, when I necessarily talk about male-specific things, it's also applicable to females because, again, like I say, you, you can't think in terms of sex and genitalia. You think of energy. And a lion and a lioness will protect. They will freaking attack. They will hunt if they're being... Um, under threat but we now we're docile we're just lambs lambs to the slaughter you know what i mean and this is why everything is the way it is so i want to tell people that you have to do a lot of inner work work on yourself and i would suggest reading the books that i have um you know said today um put the stuff you think is true on the shelf because you, that's the only way to learn a new truth. And even if you go about it like how I did, trying to disprove what people were saying, that's actually that actually works better because... It does, yeah. 
excuse me, if you are skeptical about everything, what's going to happen is that you're going to dismiss it on the first time. You're going to read something else. You can dismiss it. And after maybe about 10 books, you're going to realize, or whatever, how many long it takes, you're going to realize there's a common theme. And it is literally what is said is in Ephesians. For we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the principalities of evil in the higher realms, right? Hmm. Hmm. So this is why it, you, you have to have to do work on yourself because there's going to come a time where everything that I say will be revealed and everyone will know everything. They will even know that the government people are into pedophilia. Even right. the, all the religious people are right. into pedophilia. The churches. The churches. My take on it is that I think that if you are able to destroy a child like that, it mm -hmm. cuts your empathy for having love for your Correct. family. That's my take. I don't yes, and you're you're destroying the innocence that's of inside of you that you yes. were born with. You were yes. born with that. And so if they can disrupt that through the children by doing all the different things that they do to kids and all and the systems that they again put in place um whether it's you know the the <clears throat> orphanages or the uh, child protective services or or whatever um you're taking away uh the innocence once which you know god spoke about the innocence of children all of the time. And so if you can remove that, it also removes that piece from you. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Because this is what Christ said, that you need to become a child again to enter the kingdom of heaven. And when you actually look at children as they're growing, they see entities and beings of different dimensions. Correct. And we, the adults, are the ones that, sort of like i don't want to say beat them out that's not your right word but we sort of like poo poo it and tell them that oh, oh is that your imaginary friend? friend right yeah right condescending right mm -hmm. how we do it and then when they go to school you know what i mean that is completely crushed out of them you know right that creativity that because one thing i like about hanging with very young children like you know two and three years old before they get really into the indoctrination from what we adults give them Mm -hmm. Is that you would see children get upset with one another, fight maybe, and then five minutes later they're hugging and kissing one another again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's like how we should be. Yes, right. we can have an argument, a quarrel, you cry, whatever, say your piece. And then after that, you hug, kiss, and make up, and then it's forgotten. And they continue playing like if right. nothing ever happened, right? That's because they come at each other from that place of acceptance and love that we once had, that we were so conditioned to, you know, as, as we're growing older to not be that way, you shouldn't be accepting of, you know, boys or, or you shouldn't be accepting of girls or, you know, uh, whatever, like boys are different, boys are bad, girls are bad, whatever, baloney they're selling you at that particular time it takes the love out of us little by little and people don't even understand that they're allowing 
their makeup inside of them to be destroyed on absolutely every level through everything that you do and come in contact with. Human beings are the only species on planet Earth that teach their offspring how to be slaves. It is a really, really mad phenomenon when you think about it, you know? And, you know, talking about slavery, what people don't understand is that they've been, slavery has always existed from the time these Anunnaki came. They, they, they invented it. They brought it. They had, like, slave systems because they had their Ejiji who were mm-hmm. treated like slaves, and right. they rebelled because they're like, hold on a minute. Well, we, we didn't volunteer for this. We, we didn't come here to be slaves. Right. And it forced them to create us, the slaves. Mm-hmm. And then what it is now is that it created a hierarchy amongst the humans because you had humans that were um, working in the house, then humans right. that were working in the fields. So mm-hmm. then over hundreds of thousands of years, then that mentality just stuck with us. And then right. this way then, and then they use another divisionary tactic, color. Then they use another thing, now we into country will. You know what I mean? Well, you from Russia, so we got to hate you. And you know what I mean? You right. from this place. So it, 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 it's, it's nothing based in love. No, it's not based in, in humanity. It's anti-human right. and it's from a place of, 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 of fear, you know, because you don't attack another person unless you're afraid, unless you're in fear. You don't Absolutely. speak badly about someone unless you're a fear because there are only two energies that actually exist in the world, love and fear. If you win, and, and the thing is, because energy can neither be created or destroyed, it can only be displaced. So what you do is that you forgive yourself, you heal your traumas, and then what it is that when you do that, it means that you can push the negative energy out. And by pushing negative energy out, the love energy, the positive energy will automatically come in. You don't have to work to get any love energy. As exactly. long as, because it's, it's just like, okay, water will always find the next space. So right. what you do is you create the space by forgiving yourself, overcoming your fears and traumas, and the water, the love, the light, the consciousness will come into that space and take over. And then it's up to you to maintain that by your habits, doing things like meditation, getting fit you know and this is where is my specialty so even though i talk about these things my other skill set is fitness you know and i my take on it is that you go through the body because the body is a magnificent piece of hardware and when you use your body to um to get in shape you are able to create new possibilities and that energy that you are creating, it allows you then to create new habits. You eat better quality food, mm-hmm. higher vibrational food. It right. gives you then the self-confidence to go for a promotion, create a business, mm-hmm. see that girl on the street or that guy on the street that you like, you fancy them, you go and talk with them. You know, It gives you the confidence that if you want to, change countries like myself, then you have the confidence that you you can just change and just do it. Just do it, right? Right. And this is why I believe fitness is the most underrated part of the human experience. 
which mm-hmm. is why they closed the gyms. Right. Which is why they kept you in your home so that you couldn't mm-hmm. exercise. You couldn't even right. go for walks in the park because right. when you do exercise, you release endorphins in the body. Right. You feel good about yourself. And by Plus you- you're connecting with the energy that's in nature. Correct. And so you're picking up additional positive energy to keep you full and stimulated. Correct. So this is why I am a fitness trainer. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to be a fitness trainer, to be honest with you. But a funny story, how that happened is that I had went to Chile on holiday. I was dating a girl in Chile. And I ended up missing my flight because Chile is very different where, yes, I got to the airport on time, but they have a complete different system that you have to get checked by the actual police before you go out. You know, instead of just letting you leave the country, you have to go and get checked by the police and that stuff. So long story short, I missed my flight. And I was well pissed off. And that was probably one of the highest points in my whole refinement process. It was just like, what else? You know what I mean? Of course. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I was sitting in the airport. I had about 16 or 18 hours before my next flight. And it just came into me. Todd, why don't you do this fitness thing? I'm like, no. Why am I going to do it? And the voice said to me, have you tried it? Now, the reason why I said the voice is because a few weeks prior, I had done ayahuasca. So, because I was really on a soul-searching path, you know? Right. That was a powerful experience. Plant medicines are next level. They exactly it definitely, definitely helped you to, to heal and mm-hmm. to cure yourself and the voice said todd have you ever tried it i was like no he says the voice said well why not why am i going to do fitness yeah yes i was always into fitness and i had a lot of knowledge but it was like no i need to be on social media and the voice was like and i was like yeah but and they're going to be on video and talking and all that kind of stuff. And my profile was on private. And I was like, yeah, and? <laughs> so because I had 16 hours or 18 hours, I can't remember, only two. Again, when you spend time alone, you, you have a lot of time to in, do a lot of reflection and soul searching. Mm-hmm. And after about four hours of thinking about it, and the voice just telling me, well, what are you going to do? Because I was doing another business at the time. And um, I, was, I, had, I was starting to realize that that was not for me. Right. And I said, okay. I looked at myself because I was not in as good shape as I am now. I mean, that's a long story as well. But uh, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. So I came back to Mexico and I was on YouTube and I was just playing around and I saw someone doing something called a muscle up. It's an exercise in calisthenics. Basically, you, instead of a normal pull up, you put your entire body, your upper body above the bar. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So I binged, I would never forget, I binged like two hours that night just looking at muscle ups. <laughs> and I was like, wow. 
<laughs> I, I one thing I saw that was common in all of these videos. These guys were wrecked. These guys were lean. I was like, ja, all right. So that me going to Chile, missing my flight, finding muscle up video. It was literally about a week or two weeks after, and bam, that was it. My whole career in fitness was bored. <laughs> and then I remember one of my coaches, she said to me, um, but Todd, because I was struggling at, a time, at the time, it was also to do with my internal dialogue as well, what I realized right. reflection. Right. She said to me, but Todd, you know, what do you like? I said, what do you mean what you like? Because we were taught to only write about fitness stuff. Right. I said, well... I like reading, I like pretty girls, I like traveling. She's like, well, why don't you write about those things? I was like, huh? What do you mean write about those things? Because we have the same mentor. And uh, she said to me, I know that we were taught to write specifically on about fitness. But she said to me, and this stuck out to me, look up the way you write about fitness every day as if you were watching a movie on TV and you have uh, a commercial. She says, okay, a commercial break is all right. But if that commercial just kept repeating itself over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you didn't get back to the movie, how would you feel? I said, well, I'd be a bit frustrated. She says, aha, uh -huh. that is exactly what it is. So you can't only write about fitness. You need to have a bit of a personality. Right. Okay. Well, whatever that means. <laughs> you know, this is what I said. <laughs> I have to have a personality too? Jeez. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... <laughs> I started to, to write about the books I've read. So like anyone that will go through my profile will realize that I think from memory, I've got up about 36 books on my profile now. I've read close to 100 books. And um, I just end up writing about these things now because it is, one, I'm able to express the information in 400 right. words because on Instagram, you have to write only 400 words. That's the mm -hmm. maximum. I've, I've tested it. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> and, uh, and then what happened is that, like, I just became better at mm -hmm. writing. Right. Uh, and then I read more books and I started to learn more. And now I have a very... Um... <laughs> Sorry. Cat butthole. That's right. <laughs> so now I have a very unique way of 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 being because I mix fitness with consciousness mm -hmm. and spirituality together. As you should. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I I didn't set out to do it like that. It just happened. Right. And one thing led to next and then I ended up doing a lot of public speaking. So yeah. That's because you're you're good at it. Obviously, you were called in that direction to do that. But bringing the mind, body, and spirit into what you do is so important because even in, you know, my field in healthcare, you're not ever going to heal unless you have all of those in order. Correct. And so you know, it, it, like people will deal with illnesses all the time and, you know, cancer or whatever. And if you don't have that mindset and that faith inside of you, you know, you're not going to get better. 
And so you have to raise that vibration inside of you to, to do what you need to do. So. I completely agree. And it was a lot, a lot of it was born through my own personal journey because what I have learned through my business is that it is really like me overcoming myself because one of my very good friends who's a multimillionaire, he said to me, Todd, you're a very good guy, but there's one thing where I don't understand about you. I said, what is that? He says, you don't really have belief in yourself. Now, I couldn't understand why at the time, because I thought I believed in myself. But like all of these things, it's multi-layered. It's very, very, right. very, very deep in your subconscious. Yes. And I only recently realized what he said was true and where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. And this is why I speak a lot. Every week I speak about finding the kingdom within, overcoming your fears and traumas, healing mm-hmm. yourself, forgiving right. yourself so you can forgive others. Because, you know, we're going into a time right now where we're going to have to forgive, uh, right. ask for forgiveness. Because right. I'll show people something here and I'm very deep. If you are genuine and sincere and you ask for forgiveness it doesn't really matter if the person accepts your apology or not correct because what you, you are humbled doing, yourself to do so you have shifted the energy in you because you first forgave yourself for the mistake either you were the person doing that thing or the person having that thing done to you but by you forgiving yourself and then even asking the other person if you were the perpetrator for forgiveness it means then that you've forgiven yourself which is the most important thing and what that person does is nothing to do with you they choose to hold on to it so they're drinking the poison and wondering why you are not dying but what you've done is you've stopped drinking the poison and stopped killing yourself Mm-hmm. And then now you can be totally free because like Bob Marley self, sorry, Bob Marley said, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Only you have the power to free your mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And because I was, I started to talk about these things after I spoke with my coach, I don't know what happened, but gradually a, sh- a great shift started to occur in me. And then as I started to speak to people like you publicly about a bit of my journey and stuff, like, you know, I get people, I've had one girl from Pakistan, you know I mean, message me and said to me, Todd, I just want to say, I really appreciate what you do. Uh, um, I don't have money to, to, to do any fitness stuff. I know you're a coach, but I just want to say, please keep doing what you're doing because it has helped me in my journey and I almost was in tears when I read that message because mm-hmm. it was like wow you don't really realize the impact you're having on people right when you have an integrity you trying to help people right. but in trying to help people you end up helping yourself because I listen back to my podcast I listen back to my own videos I do and 
I'll be honest, right? Sometimes I I get healing and closure on things. And I learn things from listening back to myself, which people say, but yeah, you were saying those things, but you know, when you're But connect- you needed to hear those words back to you. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, because like I tell people, when I do a video on my story, I never know what I'm going to talk about until maximum five minutes before. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's 30 seconds right. before. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to do a video. What am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? And then just boom, it just comes. And I like walking and talking because I feel the energy actually coming inside of me and it flows. When, I, when I'm just... If I stand in still and doing shooting a video, it can take me a couple of takes because right. I there's something about walking that really, mm-hmm. really allows me to connect. Right. And um, you know, it, it is one that I am very, very humbled by because nothing that I do is from me, is all from the father. Right. All, all glory goes to him because I'm just a vessel. I'm mm-hmm. just a volunteer to, 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 to say this message and to tell people that they're more than what they think they are. And even though, you know what I mean, the powers that shouldn't be have systematically from Anunnaki times done all these heinous things to us, right? Think about it. They, you, you, you create a race of beings so you're the they're your children, and you systematically try to wipe out your children. Right. How sick is that? Right. Well, well, but think about that and and what's going on in the world today. I mean, look at how many parents do that, you know, and and sell their kids into slavery, prostitution, pedophilia, uh, sell their kids for drugs, you know. Uh, Stuff like that goes on all the time. And that is because we have stooped so low as a as human beings inside ourselves and, and lost those important, important pieces, you know, of our, our spirit and our, our soul and our true makeup as to who we are to be able to even comprehend doing things like that. So I don't. You know, I hope, I have really good hope for humanity. I think there's a lot of um, people that are are trying their best to uh, be better people. Where do you see that going? I have a very positive outlook because the battle has already been won. We have actually won this battle. Because in reality, right, we believe this separation from source. Mm-hmm. There is no separation. It cannot exist. It is right. only an illusion. Right. How can you separate yourself from source if you are a fractal of source containing the whole? It is impossible with a capital I, capital M to occur. Also, the truth is there in open sight now. The emperor has no clothes. So it is impossible for the emperor to continue being 
on the stage with no clothes and not eventually people realizing that the emperor has no clothes. And it just takes that split second for people to realize the emperor has no clothes and then they will break the system that holds them in bondage. No, there is going to be loads of pain, strife and struggle through that breakage because we're talking about a consciousness shift. We're talking about uh, systems of governance being changed, right, to one of decentralization, which is one of the reasons why I am a very big um, proponent. I, I, I am a very big, strong believer in cryptocurrency, decentralized cryptocurrency, but private decentralized cryptocurrency because one when you understand cryptocurrency it allows you to transfer value from one person to the next without mm -hmm. going through the financial system there's right. no paperwork there's no begging there's no nothing to do and it is almost instantaneous the money is what they use to hold us in bondage because everything needs money if mm -hmm. you stop using their currency, right, right, you break from the system to give yourself a chance to rebuild, right? Mm -hmm. Now, right. I am not one of these diehard cryptocurrency supporters that I think that, um, what should I say, is the end and be all, but I see it as a bridge to give us a space like how the masking creates the space for the feminine to be uh, vulnerable and to mm -hmm. teach. I see decentralized private and I stress private cryptocurrencies to right. create this space to allow us to create a, a system amongst ourselves where we can trust each other again, where we can forgive ourselves, where we can love ourselves, and mm -hmm. tr through that process of being able to have commerce amongst ourselves. We would realize that eventually we don't need cryptocurrency because the currency right. of the future is love. The currency right. of the exactly. future is not going to be anything physical. It's going to be the amount of love you have in your heart. Correct. So what's going to happen is that people will automatically be able to read your level of love inside of you. Like, mm, no, that's too low. I don't want to be around him. And they'll vibrate and be attracted to someone else. But I see cryptocurrency as a bridge, decentralized private cryptocurrencies, to allow one, the government from surveilling you because mm -hmm. with modern currency, we use even card payments, right? trackable. This is why they right. want to get rid of cash because right. cash is private, right? They right. can't tell how much cash you have in your wallet because that is a form of privacy, right? Right. So there's a lot of things that need to happen, but I'm very, very optimistic because one thing that they always tell you in the movies all the time that human beings have something inside them which they can't explain and that is hope right hope is what brings us through in the end and if you will watch all of the movies the body always gets defeated 100 percent. so they know that they can't win but they're trying to keep the charade going for as long as possible right it is why i personally todd cave believes that one the battle has already won two we are going to make it through uh, three we just need to believe in ourselves because 
it is already done. But Amen. it is in our belief that there's separation is why we live in fear. Mm-hmm. And because we've been through so many cataclysms, like Atlantis, the Great Flood, the mud floods, the 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 the, the plasma um, that came in on the Earth, what created the Grand Canyon, all these uh, cataclysms that we that we, right. we we live through. It is affected our subconscious where we live in fear because we feel like, you know what I mean, God isn't there for us, but we need to realize we are God, right? Right. Well, let me realize that we manifest what we want. We create what we want. And that's the thing is that even though fear is a very powerful control mechanism and manipulation tool, when you have belief and positive energy and love in your heart, you actually have a higher vibration because you're living through joy. Um, And pure joy, not the same as happiness. You can be happy for a short period of time, but joy is eternal. And so if you can turn off that fear mechanism and that control that they have over you and switch over to the love and to the joy side, you honestly will have nothing to worry about because you're being in a very good place. Absolutely, because the human default setting is to create light, mm-hmm. right? We are humans, hue right. meaning light, man. We are light men. We are mm-hmm. men of light. We are light. We're light beings. Right. Right. So our default setting is to create light, and that light comes from a place of love. By default, yep. if you left a human being without any intervention from the governance systems, it would be a being of pure love mm-hmm. because it's through the manipulation in the education system and the indoctrination that right. causes us to hate ourselves. Because what I've realized is that our hate for others comes from the hate of ourselves. True. And if you hate yourself, you will automatically hate others. Hate others. Mm-hmm. So when you realize that I am you and you are me and together we're one, we're one mind, one body, one spirit, one consciousness. If mm-hmm. I treat you badly, I know for a fact without fail, someone else may treat me badly. It may not be today or tomorrow, right. but someone will. And I have Absolutely. seen that literally in real time in my life where I have treated Absolutely. someone badly and literally the next day someone treated me just as badly. It was like, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. this karma stuff is real, man. Exactly. <laughs> it comes back to you, so be very careful what you do. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, this way, everything is, this way Nikola Tesla said that when humans start to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, they mm-hmm. unlock the keys to the universe. They unlock the 100%. secrets to the, to the universe. And because consciousness is growing and expanding, it means then you can tap into the etheric because his experiments proved that the etheric is real. Right. I'm going to give people another great book to read. It's called um, The Life and Teaching of the Elders. No, The Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East. This book completely blew my head off. So it was written, well, it was collated between 1890 and 1920 from memory. And it was a group of Western scientists 
that went to the Far East to document what they saw the masters were doing. So I'll give you some really amazing stories here. So when they um, were traveling with the masters, when the master, one of the masters showed them their, their quarters where they're going to sleep, as the master was walking, the light in the room was gradually just increasing. So with every step he was walking, it's like there was just more and more illumination in the room. Mm-hmm. And where, when they first entered the room, because it's the Far East, up in the mountains, it was cold. And as the master walked further and further, the temperature started to become the perfect temperature. Not too hot, not too cold. When they went for dinner, again, there was a table. When they walked in the room, there was nothing. And when they sat down, the food just appeared on the table. These are Western scientists that went to observe what they saw. And this is their journals that they wrote. There was another story where they went to, um, to go to visit another city. And they were on their horses. And they came to the river. And basically... The river was really rough, so they couldn't cross at the time. So the masters say, hey, guys, come, let's go. And one of the masters just started to walk on water. And then the other masters were walking on water say, hey, guys, come. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the scientists are just, like, baffled, like, what? No, no, it's okay. We will hike four miles down the road and then cross the river at its lowest point. Chickens. <laughs> Well, one of the scientists, he said, okay, and he believed, and he walked on water, which is akin to the story of Peter and Christ. And then there was another story that was like, oh, my gosh, absolute levels. So when they went back, they went to another part, another part of the uh, where the masters are, and their room was really high up. And they said, when they came, wow, that's really high. It would be really nice if there was a stairways that we could use to get up there instead of having to go this long, convoluted way to get. The next day they came back, boom, a stairs was there. So the master was able to read his thoughts and manifested a staircase. And it was there, right into the quarters. Well, and that's the thing is... People don't understand that we are literally the most powerful supercomputer on the earth and the capabilities that we have in our mind. um, There is no limitation outside of what you put on yourself. And so you can accomplish anything that you want to do if you have belief. Absolutely. And that's the key thing. So, my dear, I could literally talk to you for 12 hours because this conversation is so cool and so up my alley, but I have to eat dinner (laughs) and I have to pee. So, where can they find you at? So, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Adriano underscore 246 that's adrian with o adriano on facebook uh, my name todd cave and um i talk about these things 
every week, not in as much detail as like here, because people's attention span um, in social media is very, very short. short. <laughs> Any videos that I have like on my stories are no more than three minutes long, but majority of them are two and a half minutes because that seems to be the sweet spot because I've been mm-hmm. doing this for so long. Two to two and a half minutes is the as much time that people would be able to um, pay attention because like I said to my mother, we have the attention span of a goldfish right now. You know what I mean? So also um, I um, teach a hybrid system of fitness, which is calisthenics and weights. And the reason is that calisthenics helps you to really connect with your body and you get a lot of relative strength. So I basically work with a lot of spiritually inclined people. So that's why I say I teach spiritually inclined people to burn fat and build muscle. Uh, I teach all these things to my students as well. I give them books. I give them meditations to do because it's very much a situation where I focus on the real trinity, the mind, the body, and the spirit. Now, I help you to get fit on the body. And when, what that does is that that triggers simultaneously uh, a connection to your mind because in order to get fit, you need to cr- create a, a new mindset. You need to create new habits. And then you have to um, basically take action to, in order to get fit. You need to stop eating a lot of processed foods. Then you start to get better sleep because you can't you know, create a good body, whether you want to build muscle or lose fat without proper rest. You know, And I say that I help you to get those two married and then you, those two connect to your spirit. And that's what you do. But I guide you through the mental and the physical part. And I have had like students that when they, you know what I mean, they, they were, didn't have a job at the time. They were looking, you know what I mean, to change their life. And they said, I'm going to take a risk, Todd. I'm, I'm going to work with you. And a few weeks later, they, they freaking got jobs, you know? And the reason is, is that, I focus a lot on mindset because the body achieves what the mind believes. So when you take that ethos and apply it to other areas of your life, you want to start a business, you want a new job, you want a girlfriend or a boyfriend, doesn't matter whatever you want in your life. I find that when you go through the body, your chances of, 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 of creating what you want is much higher because mm-hmm. you're vibrating at a higher level. Because exercise right. causes your vibration to increase, to go up. Right. The foods that you eat, right? Because I designed the meal plans for you, are whole foods, high energy foods. So yes, you get in shape, but you also feel better because all of these other foods are toxic. Uh, once you change the uh, polarity of the body, it means then that you have more confidence in yourself. You mm-hmm. feel better about yourself. You're open to taking risks. Then by, I introduced some of the books that I've spoken about here to some of my students. And then they start to do their own spiritual awakening. And, right. you know, so, excuse me, I focus a lot on the mental aspect, excuse me, the nutritionary aspect. And um, I also obviously get you in shape because I've been doing it for so long that I know exactly how to get you in shape, you know? <laughs> so you can find me at Adriano. <laughs> Adriano underscore 246 or Todd Cave on Facebook 
And yeah, anybody that interested in getting into the best shape of their life and also learning some of the things that we spoke about today, because like I said, I am not the average fitness trainer. I literally focus on the other parts of you. Mm-hmm. And this is why my students get great results because, you know, anyone can get in shape, just eat less and go and exercise. But you know what I mean? Are they going to be able to continue it? Are they going to learn any new habits? Are they going to start to believe in themselves? Not necessarily. But with me, you definitely will get all of that. So, and I make things fun. And um, I speak with my students because obviously I'm online. I speak with them regularly. And um, yeah, they, they, they're getting some amazing results, man. So if you're interested in getting the best shape of your life and changing your whole life as well, because what I like to tell people is that mindset is not something you can turn on and off. You can't say, oh, well, I want to be good at this job, but I'm going to be rubbish at fitness because I don't care. No, the same mindset you have in your fitness, you apply to your personal life, your business right. life, your relationship life. Everything is connected. And right. I help you to connect all of those things, which is why, you know what I mean, um, my students do well. So you guys make sure that you hit him up. He is a fantastic person to know. And you will grow to love him like I did super quick. Um, Fantastic person. It's been an honor and a blessing to have you on my show today. I'm truly humbled. And I couldn't say thank you more. So I appreciate you. So for me and for Todd, have a great day. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one.